right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management, we talk about rehab after surgery, we talk about improved mobility, and we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining Core Radio. We've got two great guests. Absolutely. In fact, we've been having a great conversation offline, and they're spectacular. John and Kelly, welcome. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. It's the pleasure's on this side, baby. It's all yeah, on I'm this super side. Excited. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Now. For the listeners out there, right? For the listeners out there, give us a little background. John, you start. Give us a little background on who you are and why you're such an incredible uh, a doctor. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Again, excited to be here, talk a little bit about back pain and how we can help help some of your, your listeners treat it. Um, so I'm originally from, from Boston, Massachusetts. Went to undergraduate at Holy Cross and then went out to... Uh, Chicago, where I got my osteopathic degree. So I'm an osteopathic physician. Um, then went back to did my after med school, went back to Boston at Boston Medical Center through Boston University and did my residency just in physical medicine and rehabilitation. Um, and then through there went on to fellowship just in spine medicine. So that's where I really started to focus down on back pain treatment and, and different, different means and avenues to treat it. Um, so then went into practice for two years in Texas and then for the past six years, been here in Knoxville, Tennessee, just strictly pretty much 100% of my practice is all, all spine medicine, um, non-operatively trying to treat people conservatively and, and keep them away from the surgeons. And luckily, I got Kelly here, a great therapist in town to help help me be successful with most of my patients. So you, you would probably recommend it if, if somebody has a tree trunk out there, don't just go out there and grab it. Well, we'll teach them how to do it and then they go lift it. <laughs> All right, listeners, we've got a bit of a delay, but uh, Kelly's on, uh, and, and we're going to, Kelly, give us a little background, but just recognize we've got a bit of delay. I'll try to fix it in the editing side. Well, hi, my name is Kelly McCormick. I'm a physical therapist with Cora in Seymour, Tennessee. Um, I grew up here in Seymour and then went to University of Tennessee in Knoxville for my bachelor's, got my doctorate in physical therapy from South College. Tennessee or South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. I graduated not too long ago in July of 2019 and joined Cora in August of 2019. So I've been practicing um, here in Seymour, my hometown, for about a year and a half now. Um, I am not specialized in anything. I, I pride myself in seeing a little bit of a lot of things, um, but low back pain is a huge part of my practice and it's a huge part of our world, unfortunately. So um, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, you're right on that. Uh, okay, what is Seymour famous for as a community? Oh, gosh, probably nothing. <laughs> uh, we're just a small town outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, but uh, in Gallenberg. You know, we're, we're the same town as Gallenberg, so that's what it is. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot right there, Kelly. All right, we're going to talk about back pain. So let's open this uh, conversation up right off the bat, right off the bat. I'll be the first to say that back pains are common. If I had never, if I had a nickel every time I had a conversation with somebody who had a back pain problem, uh, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd be rich. Why is it common? Well, I'll jump in first. I mean, 
like you said, it's it's very common. I, I would say it's it's almost universal that someone's going to experience some type of of back pain in their life. It's close to eighty percent of people have what they term episodes of back pain that can last up to six weeks or so. Um, and it, it, it's common because we all get older. We we age. It's like back pain is almost like you getting gray hairs and wrinkles. It's gonna it's gonna happen to you at some point um, because our spine starts to degenerate, just like the rest of us does. Our skin, our our hair. Um, it's just a matter of who's going to experience that generation uh, degeneration and who doesn't. It's not me. I, I'm not degenerating. I might be getting old, but I'm not degenerating. <laughs> Nah, I am. I'm, I've been lifting way too many weights and all that stuff. So with that said, okay, so 80%, hell of a number, 80%. When should I, me personally, when should they, whoever's listening, say, I better go in and get this checked. I better check it out. That's to you, Kelly. Yeah. So just like Dr. Lavelle said, no back pain is something we all may or may not experience in our life. And he actually said this to me at a lunch and he probably doesn't even remember he said this, but you know, I think that people think they're somehow not entitled to have back pain just because we're alive, but that's not true at all. So there's reasons we should get it checked out. Um, and I don't think we should be seen for every ache and pain we have in our life, but when you're experiencing a back pain or any type of pain, that's from a traumatic or significant injury, I think you should be seen by a doctor or at least a PT. Um, or in the very small, if it's just affecting your quality of life or something you need or want to be able to do, seek some, seek some attention, whether that be a PT or a, a medical doctor. If you don't know where to start, a lot of people do go to a doctor. I got to tell you that uh, long ago, I was a lineman. I climbed towers. I climbed poles. I did all of that stuff. And we were doing a lot of patrol work, which means I was sitting in a truck the whole time looking up and I developed just like this lower back problem. It was like, I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting there and I realized that I wasn't doing anything and I was sitting there and I wasn't, it just became weak, but I went to uh, a, a, a physical therapy organization. This is in California. And I just remember them just sort of working it, working it. And, and, that was really the last time, and that was years ago, that I really had any back pains because I'm not degenerating, John. But what have you been doing since then? I've been working out. Exactly. That's the key. We answered it. We're done. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> We're up. Thank you very much for joining. No. <laughs> but with that said, with that said, that, that came out of the blue, right? That just, like, popped out. as like, well, Scott, you're just sitting in that truck all day, and you're just driving around. Well, what are common? What are common causes? Like, like help us. Say, do this, don't do that, John. Go. Well, so, and, and everyone wants to pinpoint it to a cause. And as I said, majority of, of back pain is, is normal age-related de degeneration. And for whatever reason, oftentimes there isn't a cause, your nervous system starts to react to that. Now, that being said, two to 4% of the time, there is something that can be causing it. So you want to rule out those red flags, like Kelly mentioned. If you start to have back pain that's severe or persistent, obviously you definitely want to get it ruled out. You want to, you want to rule out any infection in the spine, any tumor in the spine, cool. or any compression of the nerve roots or something like that. But once you have that ruled out, like we were just joking a little bit, but it is serious, really movement and exercise is the treatment. Um, and, and doing that early is key. You don't want to bed rest. You don't want to be sitting down. Cause as you noticed, when, when you become more sedentary, your muscles start to stiffen up, 
You also get depressed because you're not doing what you want to do. And it starts to feed back into that nervous system. So the, the really the, the key to it is not allowing that nervous system to start responding to those degenerated changes. So here's a question I have, and this is because it's uh, because of who I am. I uh, this is to you, Kelly. So stand by. I, I, you know, I hear the movement. It's like, yeah, get out there, move, do that thing. And, and being who I am, and I would imagine, I don't even know, how, how would I even begin to move? I hear you, you got back pain, I, I'm not moving, I all do that. What, what kind of recommendation do you, re it's like, hey, get out there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw myself up. That's the problem I have. Yeah, and that's such a loaded question and one I get a lot. Now, if you're experiencing an, a persistent pain or a persistent injury with your back, then I think it is time to seek out a, a specialist, a PT, to guide you when in those early movements. Yeah. But if you're just otherwise having some aches and pains and are new to exercise, then maybe seek out a personal trainer who can guide you a little bit on type of movements. Um, but if, you, if you're familiar with exercise and your body is familiar with exercise and movement, then you just got to start doing it. You just got to start doing what you enjoy, whether that be walking or, or biking or yeah. um, gardening, any you know, physical activity to, to do. Now, like I said, if, if a persistent injury is there, best directed by a specialist or PT. Yeah, and, and I think what's interesting about core physical therapy, just FYI, core physical therapy that I can call a core clinic and just sort of have that conversation because you guys are available, which is very cool. I got to tell you, if you have any question, you can call you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we do um, what we call free screens. And so it's like a 10 minute conversation of really whether I think you're a candidate for PT or not. So it's a, it's a moment for me to recognize is there any red flags popping up that I don't think this person's a candidate for PT? I think they should be seen by, by a doctor. Um, or if, if they do just need a, a movement intervention or a manual therapy intervention that I think that can help them. And, um, you know, we can go from there too. So with that said, with uh, well done, Kelly, with that said, John, um, of the population, uh, we're just talking about two to 4% in that sort of red flag area. Is that right? Yeah, the rest correct. has got to be sort of various types of movement and get to the point where you got to got to take care of yourself. Right. And, and that's the hard part is because if you, if a patient comes in my office and I just say, you got to go exercise, they're going to roll their eyes or I, I give them a handout of exercises and they're all in the trash barrel outside my office at the end of the day. So they definitely need that direction. And so yeah, there's, yeah. there's multiple different types of people. Every it's universal that everyone gets degeneration in their spine, whether it's arthritis in their joints, disc bulges, disc degeneration, disc herniations, everyone gets that with time. It's, it starts early. It starts as early as our teenage years. We start to see the degeneration in the disc. And by 60s and 70s, there's no one that doesn't have it. Yeah, um, because we're idiots at that age. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's, it's not so much that. It's just, it's just life. It's just how the yeah. cells work in our body. They start to break down. So you can't, you can't fight that aging process to a point where it's going to happen genetically. The way you can fight back is, is staying active. And that's easy to say to someone that's sedentary, we'll just go out and walk or let's have you work with therapy or a trainer and get you moving. But what about the high level athletes that come in that are always doing that? So you see a lot of people that come in, they're already going to the gym, but do they know what they're doing at the gym? Is their form good? Are they doing a squat, but they're putting a lot of load on their back because they don't have a neutral spine. They're not keeping any good form or, or 
tweaking their neck by constantly being uptight or shrugging their shoulders, keeping the neck tight. So that's where referring to someone that knows how and can see them on a regular basis and educate them on the proper form. So it's not just moving. It's the quality of movement. That's so important. You know, being a, being a gym guy myself, right. I've seen people abuse themselves when it comes to lifting weights. You give them the kudos that, Hey, you're out there, you're doing your stuff. But then you got to go, hey, that, don't do that, right? And, and I think that's important. And I think I, I tell a lot of patients, you don't go play soccer, basketball, and just go out and think you know how to blew it or, or do it or get on the ice and know you know how to skate. You need that coach. <laughs> you need someone guiding you. It's the same thing with exercise. You yeah. need someone to coach you along to make sure it's done properly. And then you can go free and do it on your own. I think that's sage advice, big time. It's it, and it's and it's important now, right? Now, let me ask you, Kelly. Um, ibuprofen is a great product. Where, where where's that balance? That balance of of anti-inflammatories and and when when you get the you get the question when? Yeah, and you know that isn't always a question I direct on myself, just because medical and prescription medicine, even over-the-counter medicine is not my expertise. And so when they have questions specifically about what medicine and when they should be taking it, I direct it back to their, their physician or their pharmacist. Um, because that, I just don't feel that's my expertise to direct on that. Kelly says I need to eat a lot of M&M peanuts. That's what Kelly said. And it yeah. helps me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's my favorite candy. Did you know that? <laughs> Do you like the dark chocolate ones? I haven't tried those. It'll change your life. Change your (laughs) life. So now getting on that, when are we going to start talking about the nutrition in back pain? (laughs) We are getting there. I'm working it. I'm the professional here, John. Uh, How about the nutrition, John? (laughs) (laughs) You bring up a good point. Here's a funny thing. So I sit there and and people want to lose weight, right? And, And really... You know, it's pretty simple. Move more, eat less, you know, and eat the right thing. Don't don't just eat less donuts. Well, we can, but but let's talk a little bit about nutrition, John. Explain to us a little why that's beneficial. <laughs> well, I think that's the other side of the coin. So, I mean, if if you look at movement and nutrition in this country, we could we could not only help with back pain, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. It's really that's what should drive healthcare. Unfortunately, most physicians don't focus on that, but that really should be the driving force, educating on people on exercise and movement appropriately, but nutrition, because it does make a big difference. And, and in terms of the spine, that's how you can slow down inflammation in the body, which in turn will slow down that process of degeneration we're talking about. So a lot of degeneration is built into your, your genetic makeup, how, why, and in what way your body's gonna degenerate, but you activate those genes through different processes that under your body undergoes, whether it's stress, trauma. And one of the biggest things that we do every day is what we put in our body, nutrition. So what you drink and what you eat is going to affect how you age and how you process pain. Give us an example of that, John. I mean, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I, I, I think that, that I agree with you 100%. Don't get me wrong. Give us an example. Uh, yeah, so if you, something. I mean, there's been a, a lot of research over the last three to five years um, specifically looking at the inflammatory side of foods. Mm. And we see that a lot of, if, if you, people that do more of a whole food plant-based diet. So if you cut out 
if you stay on the periphery of the grocery store, you're not going inside eating everything that's made in a factory, bags of chips, cookies, potatoes, things like that, you will have less inflammation. And they've looked at different markers from CRP, C-reactive protein, um, different me medical markers that we see in our, in our blood to show that eating a more nutritious diet like that whole food, plant-based and avoiding a lot of the processed foods decreases your body inflammation. So instead of grabbing the soda or the chips, grab water and, and some fruits or hummus or something like that. It, it does, it does make a big difference. So stay away from flavor town. Don't go to flavor town. <laughs> well, it's those things. It's it, it, in, a, in a lot of countries, they don't have food dye because it's, it's, it's inflammatory and can cause cancer in this country with lobbyists wow. guys and everything you look at healthy, you, you look at, we talked about ibuprofen children's ibuprofen to make it red. So it tastes like a cherry. It looks and tastes like a cherry has red food dye in it. And that's known to cause be a cancer causing agent. Yet we give it to children. <laughs> so we could go down a huge rabbit hole. <laughs> like, wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Note to self. Don't do that. That's so neat though. That's a fun, that's such a fun part of our job to a degree, because when we think about pain and injury, there's a lot of things we can't control at that point. Once you're having it, once you're experiencing it, you can control what you put into your body. And you can, so, you know, if you're experiencing that acute inflammatory episode, you know, that's why I instruct my patients, you know, do what you can do. Flood your body with water, be hydrated, eat nutritious, eat whole foods. And, you know, that's one thing you are doing to help yourself in this moment. It's funny that we, we have to educate that. I, I, and even I know that let's, I'll, I'll just be honest right here, right now. I'll expose my myself right here is that I know when I start feeling bad, I'm eating poorly. I just know like things just ache a little bit more. I, I'm lethargic. I, you know, it, it does. It's, it's that consumption of those proper calories that, that are important. And I know when I don't do it, I, and, and you listeners out that, you know, you're doing it too. So don't come to me and say, I don't know, Scott, you know, <laughs> You know, as I point at the video, like point at you. All right. Let's talk a little bit about some, uh, and this is to you, Kelly. Let's talk a little bit about exercises. What, what are some, I'm stuck at a desk right here. What can I do? Yeah. So again, huge loaded question because my prescription of low back pain movements is so dependent on what's in front of me. And I say this to most of the, my patients as well. Very few reasons people have low back pain is a purely low back problem. And I could be even close to saying none. There's so many times where, you know, parts of the thoracic spine are, are, have mobility issues. The core may be weak, the hips may be tight, you know, so we're, we're looking very holistically at a low back pain evaluation or prescription of exercise at that point. Um, so typically for sedentary, my desk workers, um, my, my drivers, anything like that, I suggest getting a lumbar support if they're sitting a lot, putting a pillow behind their back. But when it comes to movement, it's, it's frequency at that point. Setting a timer on your desk for, um, you know, short periods of time that you just get up and move um, just to, to keep some blood flowing, to keep some mobility restrictions from happening. Um, but, yeah, loaded question there. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, I get people coming to me, Scott, I'm the, I'm the busiest guy in the whole world nobody's more busy than I am. And after I can't get up and I can't do that. You've just eliminated that Kelly, where you just saying, get up, move back and forth, get a little blood flow, move around a little bit and then sit back down. I, I think that that's, come on. 
you could do that. I mean, don't come to me and say, I can't do that. Well, and, and Kelly kind of hit the nail on the head right. there. Where it's, yeah, it's, I tried. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, I was just agreeing. I try and eliminate any excuse I can from a lot of my patients. I put it really easily, but that's all. Good, John. I was just going to say, she kind of hit the nail on the head with saying it's it's so much more than just focusing in on the on the low back or the the lumbar spine, the, the lowest part of the spine there, because our, our body's a unit, so we're all connected. So if people say, well, I do some some core strengthening or I stretch my low back, but they're not worrying about their upper back or their, their shoulder mobility or hips, and it's all tied in. And that's where, where physical therapy or and, and good physical therapists do a good job. They, they kind of focus on the whole patient and really get them moving. And that's going to give them the improvement instead of just a specific cookie cutter exercises that are just for the low back. So I'm going to throw this out and I, and, and it's probably to Kelly's uh, loaded question because I don't have an answer to this. Let's say I've been diagnosed. I've been diagnosed with a chronic back issue. All right. Is it up to you to say, Hey, you got to still move. When, when, when is that an issue where I've got a, a true chronic back issue? Can I continue to do things or at least begin to lift weights or maybe walk a little bit more? What is your, what's your recommended uh, recommendation on that? Yeah, I, I would say is if, if you haven't persisted back pain, it's definitely good to, to get it evaluated, to make sure you're not in that percentage where something could harmful be going on. But like I said, that's about two to 4% of, of people that experience persistent back pain. So majority of time, and, and even in the, that cases, you're not going to damage anything by moving through it. And that's, that's the other big problem that wow. keeps people in chronic pain is that fear avoidance. They're afraid to move, which is understandable because when they move, they're in pain. Um, and that's a big part of, of Kelly and I's job is to educate them that you're not going to break anything. You're not going to do any damage. So once we've ruled out anything bad, that's when you kind of give them that freedom and that power to realize that they have the control here. Don't let the pain control them and, and, and kind of take over their life. Wow. You control it and start taking that life back by, by exercising movement and you take it slow. You don't all of a sudden run a marathon, but you work with someone who, who coaches you and, and gets you moving into that right, right movements. I like that. Do you have anything to add to that there, uh, Kelly? I like that a lot. I, I mean, you're moving through it, baby. Don't don't come whining to me. Yeah. Right. That is, no, I, I couldn't agree more with anything he just said. And, the, and the, I say a lot, the worst part of my job is telling someone that they can't do something or they need to, you know, stop doing something. that And that happens so, so very few times, unless I truly think they're going to hurt themselves doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I... I thrive on modifying what they do to get them back to their full potential. You know, I teach them ways to move within their pain. Um, I teach them what, what feeling discomfort is okay. And, and to, if they're moving to a point that they are causing themselves pain, that's not okay. Um, but, you know, we modify and go. If a squat's causing them pain, we look at a form of squat that's not going to cause them pain. Is it a full squat with the way they've been previously doing? Maybe not. Um, is that a little lower of a depth, a little lighter of a weight? You know, we find those, we find those modifications and um, it doesn't have to be a fitness athlete. It could be, you know, a, a, an older, an older woman who can't do a chore around the house. You know, we, we find ways around that. I, I love that because there's no excuse. There is, I, I love the fact that uh, 
the world of physical therapy, the world of medicine is constantly changing and evolving and getting better as we go. And I, I love the fact that, you know, I've, I've had back issues, right? Sometimes here, you can never escape it. You can't rest. You're a cranky. And if you're like me, you're ugly and you're all, it's just, it's a, it's a mishmash of challenging stuff. And, uh, what I like the story here, the information here is the fact that there are things that can be done to improve your life. And I, and I, I come from that perspective and I appreciate what you guys do, man. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not really living if you're just sitting on the couch <sighs> bonbons, you know, if you're, if you want to, we want to encourage people that to have that quality of life and do the things they want to enjoy, play with your grandkids, get up and move. And you have to, you have to keep your body in shape to do that. You know, as the, as the spine degenerates, so does the muscle. So we lose muscle mass as we get older too. Yeah. So what if instead of doing five or 10% less activity every year, like most people do every year after age 30, what if you did five to 10% more activity or more exercise, then you are fighting back that aging process here. You're, you're building muscle mass instead of breaking it down. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, but it, it works. Uh, I'm telling you, John, they, they, people don't like Absolutely to listen to you. <laughs> it's like, oh, here he is. He's going to tell me I got to move more. I don't want to move more. I want bonbons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, that's so true what he said. I, I love it too, because I have been preaching, you know, we have to get older. We expect our hair, our skin, our everything to change as we get older. But why aren't we expecting our, our spine, our muscles to change too? We can get older. We have to get older. But we cannot get weaker. And we can choose to do something about that too. I like that. And you're spot on. Great, great advice. Now, I know I'm going to have a lot of this information out there. But how does, uh, and this is to you, Kelly, how does somebody, and I mean, there's no reason why I can't reach out to you. How do I get a hold of you? Yeah, so if you're in, you know, my area, just calling, you're making a either a free screen or a, a full evaluation as well. Um, so we, we have a direct line to our clinic. Um, I have an email address. A personal email address comes straight to me. Um, I think there's a scheduler button on the Core Physical Therapy website, too, if you're in the Seymour, Tennessee area. Um, and they, they can reach out to the specific clinics as well. And, John, back at you. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, so as I said, I... I predominantly do all spine medicine, but I work at Tennessee Orthopedic Clinics in Knoxville. So if you go to www.talkdocs.com, um, you can schedule with me just online. I do telemedicine visits through there or in person with the pandemic. You know, some people don't want to come in, but you can call the office or just book it right through the website. All right. Listeners, there is no, no excuse. Don't come to me and say, Scott, I can't do it because there is no excuse. You two were absolutely fantastic. We've got to wrap this up. I'm sorry about that, but I can continue this conversation because I'm not that old. I There's some snow. Anyway, you guys are wonderful. John, Kelly, thank you very much for uh, joining Core Radio. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. It was a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. All right. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on this side. If you did not catch the contact information, fear not. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining Core Radio. We're in your corner. All right. We'll be right back.